Right, stateside Richard Arnold, morning. Good morning, Mike. Uh, Oppenheimer, not the movie, well, sort of the movie, but the Oppenheimer, the protest. Yeah, uh, I went off to the movies this past weekend, uh, along with many others, in an actual theatre. That was different, wasn't it? The uh, new Christopher Nolan film about the so-called father of the atomic bomb. Here is a uh, clip. You are the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. Fine film in many ways, really well acted, and it's earned on its debut some $129 million New Zealand, way behind the opening for the movie about the Barbie doll, which took in almost double that. Still, this was a golden moment for Hollywood that is rife with strikes right now, as you know. There are no images in the film of the atomic bombing of um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and not much mention of the Pacific War. Nolan says his movie is about Oppenheimer. Okay. However, nearly 7,000 New Zealanders died in that war. Nearly 16,000 were wounded. Total U.S. Combat casualties in the war against Japan were 111,606 dead or missing and another 253,142 wounded. Overall, Australian battle casualties were 72,000 plus. Over 31,000 Australians became POWs. Of these, more than 22,000 were captured by the Japanese and over one-third of them had died by the end of the war in appalling conditions in the POW camps. Japanese military casualties from the war have been estimated at 1,834,000. With all that, there is lingering debate even now about whether the dropping of the bombs saved possibly a million lives had an invasion been ordered by Truman or whether Japan already was near collapse due to the Russian attacks. When it comes to the bombs, my mind goes back to an interview I did years ago with Kaz Sayushi a woman who actually saw the first atomic bomb as it was being dropped. And here is part of what she told me. I heard a B-29. I looked up the sky. There was a beautiful blue sky. I saw the B-29. And to me, there was a silver angel. I said to myself, good morning, angel. Good morning, angel. Yeah, those words have stayed with me uh, all this time. Kaz is dead now, but she moved to California and for years uh, didn't even know that she was suffering from radiation effects. She was just kind of living her life with terrible impacts on her health. Then she became a leader of Hibakusha, the um, Hiroshima sufferers. Uh, But, of course, so many massive numbers beyond any comprehension died and suffered in that uh, horrendous war, so no comparisons here. But I think also five years ago, when in New Mexico, where the bombs were developed and tested, I saw an opera about J. Robert Oppenheimer called Dr. Atomic. It was performed not far from the Los Alamos lab site. Many of the extras in this opera lived in this very area. And one who spoke to me was a Native American woman in her 20s who was dying of a rare radiation caused bone cancer. She was in tears over her fate and angry that the US government never owned up to the radiation effects of the Trinity test. Tina Cordoba uh, right now is trying to rectify some of that. She says, When are we going to hold our government accountable for testing a nuclear device in our backyard? Some 40,000 people live within a 90k radius of the bomb test, which covered the ground in white ash, radioactive ash. Uh, over that huge, huge distance. The locals, mostly Native Americans, were told that an ammo dump had exploded. Uh, The radiation has lingered for decades, and while a 1990 bill called the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act paid some compo to a few communities affected by other U.S. military nuclear tests, it did not include what happened with Oppenheimer's bomb. It did not cover the first atomic bomb test And a lot of these folks, even today's troubled new generations around Los Alamos, don't even have health care.
Great insight. Thank you, Richard. We'll see you on uh, Wednesday. Richard Arnold, stateside this morning. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.